Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lyle, and this is a podcast all about how we can keep on making everyday technology more accessible for disabled people as well as covering what technology is the most accessible and the least accessible and where I also sometimes give details on how technology companies can keep on making their technology even more accessible. My interest in everyday technology becoming more accessible comes from the fact that I am paralysed from the neck down, which means that I can't move anything other than my head. And for that reason, I use a chopstick and a stylus to use technology, as I can't do it by any other means. So if that sounds like something you're into, please make sure to follow it and share it. And I also update the podcast three times a week at the minute. So if you do follow it, you'll be getting stories that are coming out regularly. And hopefully that means that I can move on to other more recent tech stories soon enough. You can listen to this podcast by searching for it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible and Spotify. However, if you'd like to support the podcast and other content I produce in other ways, you can also support it by going over to the Thieves now by me a coffee page which is where you will also be able to give me a one-time donation find exclusive episodes that aren't part of the podcast as well as checking out a shop that I plan to open at some stage. In this episode, you're going to be hearing a review of the Pulse Red controller for the Xbox Series X and S. And here's some additional notes about the controller itself before I get fully into the review. So the Xbox Pulse Red controller for the Xbox Series X and S was first released on the 12th of February 2021. And other devices it is also compatible with include Android and Apple devices as well as Xbox Ones and Windows 10 PCs. It does come with batteries, but you can get up to 40 hours battery usage. 
and that comes close to the battery packs that you can buy in as well for Xbox controllers so you can get a good amount of usage from them. But now that I have given you all of those facts, let's jump straight into the episode. So starting with the box, you have the Xbox logo at the top with a picture of the controller itself in the middle of the box beside the words pulse red which are in the same colour as the controller itself. As we start heading on to the side, you'll see information about what all you get in the box, although I don't know why they still include just normal batteries instead of rechargeable ones. And at the back, there's a list of what makes this controller different. The box is easy to open and even when doing my user test, I actually found each of the buttons much nicer. Many features on this controller such as the textured grip and the style of the D-pad can be found on other older generations of controllers such as the Elite Series 2 which I'm more used to using. But what makes this controller new is the new share button in the middle. This means you can share your favourite gaming moments with your friends and it's actually one of my favourite features on it. You also have a white back and while many people don't like this because of sweating reasons and want it to be either red or black, I find it doesn't really bother me because I clamp it to something anyway to help me play. The Series X and S controller is also meant to be smaller than previous generations of controllers, but either way, it does have backwards compatibility and works on Xbox One as well as the Series X and S. So I've been using my controller on my Xbox One S recently and it's even better now that I've recently got a new 4K TV. But what do I think about it overall? So starting on the side of things that I like about it, the buttons are very easy to press and I actually think they're nicer to press than the Elite Series 2 controllers, although that might only be because I've been using the Elite a lot more often and I've only really tried the new Series X and S controller recently. 
some other things I like about it is the fact that I now have the share button so I can include more clips when I start looking more into gaming videos and as well as that I also like how you can plug in and play if you want to just use rechargeable batteries instead of the batteries that are actually included. I also like how the swap sticks option in Xbox accessories is automatically still set up when you swap over to your new controller. But well, there are a lot of things that are good about this controller. There's still a couple of things which aren't as good as the Xbox Elite Series 2, or at least in my opinion, they aren't as good. So one of these things is that I find that when I'm logging in to my Xbox account, I have to use the left stick, even though I have swap sticks set up. And what's annoying about this is that I am right moved instead of right-handed, and it just makes it a wee bit difficult for me to reach over and to click on all of the right things which I find it takes me a couple of times to do. I've also found that I have to hold down the big X button at the top for a very long time when I want to turn my Xbox and the controller both off altogether. And this isn't something I had to do when I used the Xbox Elite Controller Series 2. So if anyone's out there and if it's only happening on the one S because it's simply just one S, then please tell me I would just be interested in knowing if it's just one console that does it or if it's something that has affected anyone else. So now that you've heard my review, what are your thoughts on the Xbox Pulse Red controller for the Xbox Series X and S? And do you find it interesting how you can also connect it to an Xbox One? Have you bought it before and do you have any experiences using it? And if you did, what did you like or dislike about it? Or do you find it the same as any other controller, as some people have said to me before? If you would like to pass on any of your thoughts, you can include them in a review wherever you're listening to this on, as well as via the contact pages over on my Feeds Loud Tech Review site.
www.plrtechreviews.co.uk or on my other website, babylow.com. If you're interested in watching my other videos on accessible technology, you can find all of them by searching for PL Tech Reviews on YouTube. But if you would also like to see my film, TV, theatre reviews, political videos and accessible tourism reviews, you can find all of them by searching for Thiebsel Journalism on YouTube. And if you would also like to find video free versions of them, if you don't have time to watch the videos, you can find the podcast for all of them by searching for the Thiebsel podcast on all of the same destinations as you can listen to this podcast on. But of course, there is also the uh, Buy Me A Coffee page. In the next episode, I'll be giving you a review of the Blue Snowball Ice microphone, which is the microphone I use for recording this podcast and for recording voiceovers on videos. And after that, I'll be uploading another review of some more adaptive gaming equipment in an episode that will cover Hoidemann Frodo arm that I covered in the last episode of that compares to a budget DIY arm that I made and then after that I'll be covering a 24-inch M1 iMac from 2021. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by searching for at And my Instagram handle is the real However, you can also follow the Feebslow Tech Review site as well by searching for it if you have a WordPress account. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye!